0: All right, this is the Big Kid Show. I am Big Nick and thanks for kicking it, even if it's just for a little bit with us. With me, I got Mark and I got Mr. B. That's right, thank you. We welcome and appreciate your applause. So what do we got here tonight, kids? Tonight we are playing a Big Kid Original. This is just one of our game shows and that's right, kiddos, you will not find this anywhere else. Our game show tonight is one of my favorites, and it's called No Phones. Yeah! Warning, do not try this at home. We are professionals, and at what? That's anyone's guess. (laughs) No Phones is simple. Each of our contestants will be asked questions. The number of questions all based on a central topic. If you get the question right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you get nothing. Nothing. Okay, 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 okay. With that out of the way... We will have three rounds, and each round will have, wait for it, three categories, and I'll get into that in a minute. You choose the category, and I will read you a question from that category. If you answer correctly, you get a point. Let's be sure to mention the name of the game, ladies and gentlemen, is No Phones. What could that mean, you ask? Mark. What? It means you are on your own. It's every man for himself. He cannot use his phone, computer, any type of device, or even a person or lifeline to reach out to to assist you with your answer. If you are caught using anything other than your brain, fingers and toes, you will be eliminated forever and forever shamed on this show. And we will notify your family as well.
1: Yes. I will call your dad and your mom.
0: And at the end of our three rounds, the player with the most points. And once all the questions have been asked and answered, the player with the most points is our winner. Today's topic is no phones trifecta. That's right. What does trifecta mean? That means that rather than having three questions for two categories for each round, we will actually have two questions for three categories for each round. Just throwing a little extra spice, a little extra flavor (sighs) into the microphone. Whoa. (laughs) All right. Today's trifecta is based around the 1980s. Now, all three of these categories will be the categories for each of the three rounds. All three of these categories are linked in some way from the 1980s. And even though it may not be obvious to our contestants or the listeners how these are connected, it will become obvious as we continue along in our contest. Mr. B, Big Brian Blair, you won today's coin toss. Would you like to go first or defer to Mr. Mark?
1: Oh, I go first. We score points first. Offense,
2: offense first. Let's roll. Good. I would have deferred, so it's almost like I won the coin toss. Okay.
1: Well, then
2: everybody wins.
0: Everyone's a winner. That's enough for today's show. Thank you for joining us.
2: Everybody, thanks for joining us. Everybody gets a trophy.
0: (laughs) All right. Ladies and gentlemen, here are our categories for 1980s, no phones, trifecta. Mr. B, you will choose a question from the following categories. Cindy Lopper, The Goonies. And the WWF.
1: Whoa. I like it. Well, I got to go with the Goonies, man. I love that movie. Good choice. And I love Cindy Lopper, but go no Goonies.
0: <laughs> Excellent choice. All right. First question in our Goonies category. The movie Goonies is a 1985 adventure comedy film based around a group of kids who live in the Goon docks. Where does the movie take place? Your choices are Astoria Oregon or New London, Connecticut.
1: Just because I watch it so much, it's a pretty quick answer. It is Astoria. Lock it in. He looks pretty confident. <laughs> Lock it in. Lock him in on
0: Astoria, Oregon, and that is correct. You have yes. scored a point. The <laughs> Goonies the movie first. is takes place in Astoria, Oregon. Oh, but All but right, Mr. Mark. I'm not scared. Scoreboard. I'm not scared? Not scared. All right. Again, the categories to choose from are Cindy Lauper, the Goonies, and the WWF. For those that don't know, the WWF stands for the World Wrestling Federation, which is now known as the WWE. Oh, yeah.
2: And that is exactly where I'm going, Big Nick, to the WWF.
0: All That's right, it- <laughs> WWF time. It's time to get crazy. I'll All right, flex. question. Number one in our WWF category. On January 23rd, 1984, at Madison Square Garden, Hulk Hogan won his first WWF World Heavyweight Championship by pinning what WWF Hall of Famer? Was it Rowdy Roddy Piper or the Iron Sheik? Ooh. Ooh.
2: So I was, but the. A wee lad when, uh, <laughs> when, in 1984, um, man, my initial gut reaction was Rowdy Roddy Piper as soon as you said the name, but then when you said the Iron Sheik, now I'm going to go with my gut. Let's stick with Rowdy Roddy Piper. I, I think he was the champion and I believe the Hulk pinned him to get the championship.
0: Lock it in. Lock it in, judges. Mark says, "Rowdy, Roddy Piper." The correct answer is Hulk Hogan was the first wrestler to escape the Camel Clutch, the Iron Sheik's finishing move, and he defeated the Sheik to win his first title. Oh,
1: the Iron Sheik. Gosh, I remember that, and oh. I was a wee lad but I was still drop kicking people when I was
0: 3 <laughs> years well, old. <laughs> we were all wee lads but based off of the categories Cindy Lopper, the Goonies <laughs> and the WWF, these are all going to be questions based around the early to mid 80s. <laughs> all um, right. Score <laughs> is 1 to 0. Mr. B in control and it is your turn. Choose from the board.
1: As much as I don't want to do it to you, Big Mark, I'm going to have to steal the Goonies again. I love that category.
2: You son of a.
0: He watches it on the rig, so he knows all <laughs> on the answers. The reg. Here. All right, here. Our second question in the Goonies category. This will be our final question of the first round in the Goonies category. Here we go. Goonies, no doubt, is a cult classic, but just how good was this film at the box office? The budget for Goonies was $19 million. Damn. What did it pull in at the box office? I'll set the over and under at $100 million.
2: Well,
1: that that's pretty high even now, so I'm going to go under $100 million at the box office. I think it didn't do great, if I remember, but... Again, I was a wee lad, and I—I I mean, tickets back in the '80s probably cost like three bucks. So, you didn't uh, have a
2: faith in the Goonies, man, coming through?
1: No, I—I I don't think it was one of those ones that like it did better after the fact. But I could be wrong. Yeah. So, I'm going to go under on the under, buddy. Lock it in.
0: All right, we are locked in on the under. The Goonies, no doubt, a cult classic. But it did $124 Whoa. million at the box Whoa. office. It's the over has it. And we are still Boom. sitting here at one to nothing. Wow, Mr. B in control but Mark.
2: For, for doubting the Goonies. Well, no, Mark I, in
0: control of the board.
2: I mean, I would have bet
1: like a sizable bet that it didn't do that. So I'm glad yeah. I didn't put down a side bet. of should
2: have put, put a bump. side wager.
1: Man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Um. Well, I'm gonna leave the end of this round to Cindy Lopper. Let's go WWF again.
0: <laughs> All right, everybody staying clear of Cindy Lopper. Let's go. WWF question number two, final question of the first round in this category. <laughs> WrestleMania 2 was the second annual WrestleMania. It was the second professional wrestling pay-per-view event produced by the WWF. The event took place at three separate venues the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Uniondale, New York, the Rosemont Horizon in Rosemont, Illinois, and the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena in Los Angeles, California. Each venue hosted multiple wrestling matches and each their own main event. In New York, the main event was a boxing match between Roddy Roddy Piper and which Celebrity. Was it TV and movie star Mr. T or boxing legend and former heavyweight champion smoking Joe Frazier? Ooh.
1: Man, I see the smoke coming out of Mark's ears.
0: Yeah, I, I,
1: I,
2: I don't, do don't know, man. I don't know. So Mr. T, I fool, Joe Frazier. Like I can think of legitimate reasons why it could be either of them. So this is a, uh, Damn good question. Trick
1: question. It was a three-way boxing match. <laughs> <laughs>
2: with both. Um, I think if there were, I think with WrestleMania 2, if they're going to have a boxing match, I think they're going to have a boxer. Um, But man, Mr. T was in Rocky. When was he in Rocky? Damn, could that have coincided with that? Damn oh. it. Big Nick. We're inside the brain of Mark right now. Man, the gerbils are <laughs> sprinting. Um, I think I'm just gonna have to to go with one here. Let's go with let's go with Mr. T. I'm gonna take Mr. T for final answer.
0: All right, we're gonna lock him in on Mr. T. I pity the fool for the answer. Roddy Piper was disqualified in the fourth round of the match for body slamming Mr. T. (laughs) Mr. T was accompanied to the ringside by Joe Frazier. So they Ah, both were in attendance. It was only Mr. T that was in the actual boxing match.
2: I vaguely remember that, too, actually. I do vaguely, yeah. Maybe I remember them both being there. All right will play, Did Big Nick. Hey,
1: Mark, I'm proud of you, buddy. Good job. Thank you, man. Tied I'm, it up. All right, this, this is a game of good it's Cindy
2: Lopper time.
1: It's, oh, I'm going to Cindy <laughs> Lopper all over you. Let's roll.
0: <laughs> all right, here we go. The first question in our Cindy Lopper category. Cindy Lopper's real name. Oh, here's a fun fact for you. Her real name, by the way, is Cynthia Ann Stephanie Lopper. Oh, everybody every, was wondering.
1: Everybody does that.
0: Our question is, Cindy Lopper has been married how many times? Oh, oh, once geez. or twice? Oh, that's, that's
1: a broad range there. It's not a... All right. Um, Anymore, I mean, it seems like famous people are never married once, so it makes me think that maybe she has. So I'm going to go with once because if you're the guy that can land Cindy Lopper, you don't leave that lady. You don't mess that opportunity <laughs> oh, up. You don't mess that up. She is an 80s icon.
2: And you take Lopper as your last name, I'm oh, pretty sure. Oh, and
1: plus she, side note, <laughs> like I think three of her songs were in the Goonies soundtrack. So let's yeah, bring back say, to the was... Goonies. So Cindy Lopper I... married once to some lucky, lucky gentleman.
2: Before we get to the answer, oh. I still remember the scene. What are they, in the living room? And what's that song that's playing? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? When they're they're sitting in the living room and somebody's coming up to the house. We
0: shouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> Is the name this. of the song. <laughs> All right. Lock him in on once. Down. Lock him in on Cindy's been married her. once. Is that what we're saying? Locked in. All right. Mr. B has confirmed it. Judges. Okay. Here we are. Arms down. Let's go. The answer is in 1991, Cindy married actor David Thornton and, and. They have been married ever since. The answer is she yeah. has been married David once. Thornton didn't mess yes. that
2: opportunity up.
1: Oh, that's that I mean. He's like, he's like, I got Loppered and I'm in.
2: All right, Cindy Lopper, do me right. I need this one. He probably took t- he probably took her All last right. name. I, he, <laughs> Dave, David Lopper. It's got a good you know, a ring to
0: it. Nobody knows who David Thornton is. Everybody knows who Cindy Lopper is. No one would is. know who
2: Cindy Thornton is either. Hey, unless I, she owns I, Thornton's gas hey,
0: stations. Cindy
1: Lopper, if you're listening, I, I'd take your last name. <laughs> mr beef mr b lopper
2: all <laughs> mr. right b Lopper, that's good i like that it's got a
0: ring this does put us at a critical moment here because mr b is leading two to one it's mark close. has an opportunity to tie it up before entering the second round with the final question of the first round here we go cindy lopper's debut album was titled she's so unusual how many Billboard 100 top five hits were on her debut album? Your choices are three or four.
1: <laughs> Big Nick coming with the,
2: hmm.
0: the
1: skull crushers.
2: So we mentioned there's a couple of them in the Goonies, which were her hits. Um,
1: Ignore what I said.
2: Nope. But how many were on. The, How many were on that one album is the question?
0: Her debut album was titled, She's So Unusual. How many top five hits on the Billboard 100 did she hit on that album?
1: Say that again, Big Nicky.
0: So there's a a Billboard 100 chart. Yeah. She had X number of top five hits, songs that got... To yeah, number five or higher now gotcha, on the gotcha. on the Billboard 100. Okay, I'm going gotcha. to go with three. Your choices three. are three or four.
2: I'm going to go with three. I mean, I think, you know, the only reason I um, I could lean for is if it's a debut album, they want to make sure that their investment is a good return on investment. So they want to blast out the good. No, let's go three. Let's go three. Three, three is, take, is the greatest. Number. That's still a lot. That's a lot of top five hits. That's more than I got. So, whoa, people were happy with
0: top ten hits or top twenty heart. hits. I'd, I'd be happy top with the top five. 100. Is difficult.
2: I want a one hit wonder. Right. And I'm good. Right. Yeah.
0: Coming in at number ninety nine yeah. is Marcus Fart. <laughs> Your greatest <laughs> song ever. <laughs> and I All right, hit. judges, anyway. lock him in on three top five hits for the Billboard one hundred for her album. She's so unusual. The She is so unusual album made Cindy the first female artist in the history of music to have four top five <laughs> billboard hits on a debut album. I just got lopper is the answer. Got Cindy, you did me wrong. Never, Come on. Never doubt the lopper.
2: You can keep it, David Dorton. <laughs> <Jordan>. Gosh. <laughs> All right.
1: Hold it together there, Pat Sajak.
2: Thought there might be something there, but there's nothing. It's dead.
0: Ugh. All right. On to the next round.
2: <laughs> Get that round out of here.
0: All right. Mark is, is very or upset with himself and yeah. probably me as well. <laughs> uh, right. it, it, it would do you no favors to be angry with the judges. Yes. Uh, no, I love they, the they judges. Are, yes. All right. Round two, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go mr b same three categories cindy lopper the goonies the wwf you start to see a theme building I and do. coming out of the phoenix has rose from oh, the ashes
1: the, the the theme is coming at me like a tidal wave and you know what i'm gonna roll with it cindy lopper let's roll
2: oh
0: I'm coming in hot with the lopper oh yeah all right, here we go. This is this is gotten. a top, this is something that's been on everyone's mind. On the Goonies original motion picture soundtrack, <laughs> there were songs from bands like The Bangles, Ario Speedwagon, and of course Cindy Lopper. Lopper also has a cameo in the film performing her song for the soundtrack on the TV at Mikey's house. What song is Cindy performing on the TV in the movie? Was it time after time or good enough?
1: You know, and it's funny. uh, We were talking about a Halloween costume where I was going to dress up as Mikey and (laughs) and wear the outfit with that. Remember that little spring thing that he was working out with? (laughs) And I, I don't think it's time after time because it was an upbeat song. So I believe it's good enough. Lock it in. Yeah. That's that's a point right there, big guy. That's a solid answer.
0: Lock for it. the for the record, it was Mikey's older or not, or brother, not Mikey,
1: uh, Brandon. Yeah,
0: Brandon's working out with the, uh, yeah, the stretchy
1: thing. Sorry, Mikey is Sean Aston. All right, we've lost we Mr. Him B. In on
0: incorrect assessment. Right, I apologize. Choose your words carefully. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lock him in on good enough. The answer is the song on the soundtrack was actually called The Goonies Are Good Enough, but it is also referred to simply as good enough. Uh, good the, enough. The, the, the title used for the soundtrack was The Goonies Are Good Enough, but that would have gave away the answer. <laughs> yes. So Th-
1: Thanks for nice camouflage in that, but uh, that's, that's iconic All scene. Right.
0: Mr. B starting to pull away here, little little cushion Ooh. for the push. Up.
1: Is there a uh, mercy rule? When do we? Uh-
0: <laughs> you're up by two points. Sir. Oh,
1: okay. I thought I thought <laughs> it was. Down. I thought it was thirty-two to one. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, okay. you're actually you're actually
0: one you're you're one or two turns away from <laughs> this being tied up. So, Mark, uh, you we're are kick up, it back my friend. To the
2: Goonies. Let's go Goonies style. Back to the Goonies. Here we go. The answer is sloth. Actually, my first Goonies question of the night. So, yes, I stole
1: both of them. You did.
0: Well, and it's difficult too. You. you you just saw how a Cindy Lauper question was kind of a Goonies question.
1: Oh, it's all And, and I it, think
0: you're about to see how a Goonies question is kind of not a Goonies question. Here we go. <laughs> oh boy. Corey Feldman, one of the two of the more famous actors named Corey in the 1980s, became very successful at a young age by appearing in over 100 television commercials. You will know him as Mouth from The Goonies. He started his childhood commercial career by appearing in TV advertisements for what major American brand? Was it Toys R Us or McDonald's?
2: Hmm. Wow. What's toys are us. No, I'm just kidding. Um,
1: yeah, good luck finding one of those.
2: Yeah, exactly. Big Nick, you and your tricky questions, man. Look,
1: I think you blew his head up again. I think
2: (laughs) my hamster just had a heart attack and he fell over. Leave
0: the hamsters alone, man. Answer your own questions. Not me, it's you. You're the one torturing
2: them, man. I'm just sitting here trying to have fun and a beverage.
0: There's not enough farm animals here for me to win.
2: (laughs) You're throwing spears at my my hamsters. What do we got to (laughs) do? All right, so... uh, could go either way. I
0: think. There's exactly. young people at home laughing right now going, Corey Feldman was a big star. Who's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he Who was. And believe it or not,
1: in
2: the mid 80s,
0: this Look guy up, was, he was a huge. big star.
1: Is he, is he like, he's probably like in his mid 50s now, right? Yeah.
2: Probably. Yeah. I'm going to go with McDonald's. I don't know. For some reason, something in me is telling me McDonald's is the uh, the way to go. So I'm going to uh, flip McDonald's and Lock it in his final answer. And and
1: if you're right, you get Lifetime McDonald's for free. Lock it in. Paid
0: for by Mr. B. Here we go. Mark Mm. has just experienced (laughs) what the judges would call a Big Mac attack. All right. Here's the answer. Corey Feldman, big time movie star, believe it or not. He was just three years old when he appeared in a McDonald's commercial. Uh, score one for ow, big mark ow. see
1: mark and I w- big nick was he in a toys r us commercial though
0: i don't know okay. i don't know but i do yeah, know I that he, he was, was in over 100 television commercials and it seems like he did a lot of commercial acting before he broke into movies yeah. he did a lot of tv yeah. shows like he was um, had small parts on a lot of tv shows as well before he broke into movies i wonder
2: and if I, he got lifetime mcdonalds i, in that I hope so commercial. but no i think cuz i remember like he was a
1: super cute kid And, like, I think that was before they had child labor laws, so like they could just work (laughs) this three-year-old into the ground. (laughs) Well,
0: and remember, his father was his manager, and Corey says his father stole millions of dollars from him, which seems to be accurate. I'm no lawyer, but uh, it looks to be like that was the case. All right. Legal matters aside, my friends, Mr. B, choose.
1: And... She's never let me down. So I'm going to go Cindy Lauper.
2: Wow. Cleaning out the Cindy
1: Lauper
0: closet. Oh, yeah. That's right. Never <laughs> let you down time after time. All right. Here's the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Cindy's hit 1983 song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, features well known actor Dan Aykroyd as his conehead character. And Cindy Lopper's real mother plays her mom in the video. What former WWF wrestler played the part of Cindy's father in the video? Was it classy Freddie Blassie or Captain Lou Albano?
1: What's the square root of this apartment? Good (laughs)
2: luck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've never even heard of either one of those guys. Oh, Oh, man. Hang on. You got to repeat both of those back. Classy Lou something.
0: (laughs) Classy Lassie. Are Are those made up names? (laughs) You've never heard of these WWF characters? I've never heard of that. Okay. Do you want me to repeat the whole question? I just
1: just need the wrestlers' names again.
0: All right. in, In. I'll give you the short version. In the music video, girls just want to have fun.
1: Yeah, the guy that played her dad. I just need who to
0: played it. her father? Classy Freddie Blassie or Captain Lou Albano?
1: Well, I just like his name, so I'm gonna go Classy something Flassy.
2: <laughs> it's
0: classy, classy Freddie
1: Yeah, Because that ga- that name's awesome. I mean, that guy clearly should have got an acting role. Yeah. And
2: why is he, why did he not win an Oscar for that? How was he not more popular yeah, with that so, kind of wrestling
0: moniker? He, he was very popular in the seventies. Keep in mind, this was oh, a nineteen eighty three music video.
1: I, I, I was negative years old, so but no, lock me in with some classy. All,
0: All right. right, lock him in on classy some classy Freddie Blassie Judges, you have it. All right, answer is in. The answer is Captain Lou Albano played the father, Cindy's father, and girls just want to have fun.
1: Well, that was a real train wreck of a question.
0: (laughs) He blames the questions. I love it.
1: Actually, the question was great. My knowledge knowledge of the information was lacking, but... Big Nick, Big You're Nick. A 50/50 only, 50
2: shot. Yeah. I only blame you when I get it wrong, man. Exactly. It's that's a right. very simple, yeah. simple strategy. Hey, it's
1: a love-hate relationship. Absolutely. Right now, right now,
2: I'm not sure I like you very much. So, if I'm correct, Big Nick, there's no Cindy Lopper left on the board, but we got Goonies and WWF available. Is that an accurate statement? Correct. This exactly. statement is true. But, Let's but go back to Goonies because I'm not giving Goonies to. Mr. B. Say it,
1: say it in the word in the form of a question. What is the Goonies?
2: What is the Goonies? <laughs> How'd that sound?
1: Oh, Cindy Lopper let me down. I'm so disappointed.
2: She really did, man. At least she didn't get Munsoned out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> i Turned Lopper into a its own its own statement. You got loppered.
0: All right, here we go. You've chosen the Goonies category. Here we go. We did. Mr. Mark, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. He's always ready. Per the script, which of the four, quote, bad guys, better known as the Fratelli crime family, (laughs) did not have an actual first name? Was it Sloth Fratelli or Mama Fratelli? Which one
2: did not have a first name?
0: That's correct, per the script.
1: Hmm. Ooh, that man, is a deep that's one. A, because you that, would, oh, I'll, I'll, I don't want to start thinking for you because I'll get inside your head. Yeah, and, and yeah, just, that's real deep. I'll, man. I'll start stomping on those little
2: rodents you got in that brain. Well, at first I was like a sloth, but then you are like. She's called Mama. I don't remember her being called by a name anywhere. And obviously it's by the script, so it doesn't mean they had to have actually said it. Yeah, changed it. but
0: for anyone that's not seen the movie out there, I'll clue everybody in. ok? The Fratelli family is a crime family. There are four members of the family. It's three brothers and their mother. And throughout the entire movie, one brother is constantly called Sloth, which is an obvious nickname. And the mother is uh, is called Mama the entire time, which is obviously, A nickname as well, but on the script, one of them actually has a real first name. That's never said to my knowledge in the actual movie.
2: Yeah. I'm going to go with, so this is which one does not have a first name.
0: You want to give us the family member that did not have an actual first name per the script. Okay.
2: Then I'm going to go with mama. Because I think Mama. Sloth, they probably had a plan to give him a real name to make him feel better and not be called Sloth. And maybe they, they just <laughs> decided not to actually Make use him it.
1: feel better. <laughs> oh, he's chained in the basement. Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, exactly.
2: So I'm going with Mama.
0: All right. Lock him know, in on Mama. 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 The correct Mama. answer is... Mama fratelli did oh! not have a first name in the script. Anybody Slope. want to try to take a guess what sloth's first name Ted. would have been yeah. in the script?
1: No, it was probably <laughs> it was like uh, Ricardo Steve the sloth. <laughs> it was an Italian name, right?
0: Um I don't know if this is an Italian name or not. I I'm going with Ted. I'm sticking no, with Ted.
1: I, I, tell us. I don't know, man. My head's spinning on it.
0: His according to the script, Sloth's first name was Lotney. Lotny. Well, thank God they didn't. use for Lotney
1: See, because I figured Fortelli sounds like they're Italian descent. I figured it. Oh, well, they're great.
0: definitely Italian. I mean, the one guy is singing oh, Italian songs and, yeah. the entire time.
1: And yeah. never the other
0: brother. Was, uh, <laughs>
1: the other brother was Joe uh, Paglianano <laughs> that has been in like a million movies. Uh, yeah, he's in the Sopranos and all those other ones. So yeah.
2: Yep. All right, Mark. so where, where does that put us score-wise? Hey, are, we, t- are we locked we're t-
1: up? We're tied up, big guy. Good job. Lock it up. I'm Lock proud of you. Up.
2: Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I've never, never been so proud
0: I, too, of you. am proud of you. Yes.
2: <laughs> Thanks. I'd like to thank all the little people.
0: All right, that leaves us with one category for the remainder <laughs> of round two. And here we go. Mr. B, you are up and you have to go with the WWF category. And here is your question. WrestleMania two in Chicago. The third match was a 20 man battle Royale involving WWF wrestlers and national football league players. The WWF stars included Andre, the giant, the Hart Foundation, consisting of Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart, and Big John Stud. There were several NFL players in the 20-man match. Which of these two NFL superstars competed in the Battle Royale? Was it William the Refrigerator Perry or Lawrence Taylor, better known as LT? See, and Maybe when the refrigerator when, can dominate. And when you guys. said
1: refrigerator, I was like, you know, what? that sounds familiar. And then you, of course, and said LT, and it's like both of those would be possible answers. Yeah. Oh, and you know, what? and that's tough one. I'm, I'm, I have like this vague little shimmer of a memory in what's left of Mr. B's brain. I'm gonna go with <laughs> the refrigerator, Perry. Lock it in. And actually, side note, I always loved that guy. He just was massive. And remember, every once in a while, they'd let him run the ball in. That's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they would yeah. let him run the ball, hand him the ball at the goal line and try yeah, to stop him. That was a yeah. house.
1: And, and what's funny now is, I mean, he was a big dude, but I don't even know if he would match up with some of these guys now.
2: I mean, he's... I don't know, man. He was a... I think the difference was he... Well, I don't know. I don't know how how athletic he was. But I'd love... He was we, giant we should, human We should being. look
1: up his uh, size, but like he was probably I like 6'3", six, six, three, 340. And it's like, oh, that's like... Every defensive lineman now, but... That's true. Refrigerator Perry, lock it in.
2: I just remember, real quick before we get this answer, Big Nick, I remember going to see the Bengals play. I think it was the Eagles at the time that he played for, and seeing him in person, Mm -hmm. that is a gigantic human being. Like, literally, that dude stood out, and he had trouble keeping his pants up.
1: That's awesome. Side note, my nickname has been the Mini
2: Fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Is that a good thing or bad? <laughs> I don't know. Well,
0: and there's there's also know. some wording like, like the Jeopardy TV show. On some of the questions, there's some wording inside of the question itself that even if you have some general knowledge, you might not know the answer. The, you can find the answer within the question. And this is one of those types of questions. We'll get into that in a second because we're going to lock you in on William the Refrigerator Perry. The answer is because of his superstar status at the time. That's hard to say. I'll say it again. His superstar status at the time. And given that the location was Chicago, Illinois, William, the refrigerator Perry of the national football league champions, the Chicago bears competed in the match. Although some of you may remember Lawrence Taylor appeared as a wrestler in the WWF. Defeating Bam Bam Bigelow in the main event of WrestleMania eleven. Oh. So they both wrestled at one time, but in that battle royale, it was William Perry.
1: You know it was. Yeah. All right. Damn.
0: That's I, I actually thought that Lock was gonna be LT,
1: but
2: I forgot that was the uh well, number eleven that it, he if you was. Remember in.
1: refrigerator Perry had like that window of he was super popular for two years. It was the bears yeah. were great, and he was kind of all over the screen and then obviously fell off but yeah. yeah.
0: The Bears were world famous for winning the 1985. Oh yeah, and NFL championship. Arguably and, one of the best teams still to this day. Yeah. And William yeah. Perry actually, you could you could save up the UPS or UPC symbols. I'm sorry, from your GI Joe backs, the backers from the packaging, oh, yeah. and you, if you had enough, you could mail in, and they would send you a William Perry GI Joe figure. Oh my! Is really? That, is that a real? It's, it's a real thing. It's super rare. He was Dude. the first, the oh, first one you could on mail eBay. in and get. I gotta
1: buy that. That sounds um, amazing. Look that Sergeant, up.
0: Sergeant Sergeant Slaughter was also a mail in, and there were some other Why other people. Sergeant Slaughter. Why are
1: you just telling me this now, Big Nick? Sergeant Slaughter. Somebody hey, should
0: have told you this in 1986, so you could have got one of those. Oh
1: man. <laughs> yeah, because that you're right. If that I've never even seen that. That's gotta be
0: really rare. Oh yeah, I had one. I was cool. What'd you one. do nice. it? You what probably dug it in the what dirt. Like
2: a, <laughs> you probably buried it in the dirt. You put like it on eBay. Yeah, I was six.
0: I don't. I don't know what well, I why did. Why didn't you get? Why didn't you forward think? Maybe All right, get the okay. internet going. All right, get it together. Just, Everybody, just calm down. <laughs> everybody, calm, down. calm hey, calm you bring down. up refrigerator
1: Perry. Things are going to get heated. All or they are going right, to get just, cooled? It's up to you. <laughs> going It's okay. get chilly.
0: It's getting let's chilly just, in here. So he's up on the uh, on the beer can smash in there a little bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you are up with our final question of round number two. Are you ready? Let me think about Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. WrestleMania two in New York was the WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship match. My favorite wrestler of all time, the macho man, Randy Savage, alongside his real-life wife and manager, Miss Elizabeth defeated which WWF superstar to retain the intercontinental heavyweight title? Was it George, the animal steel or J Y D the junkyard dog? Ooh, Ooh,
1: (sighs) big Nick. While Mark's thinking was George, the animal, the one that had the green
0: tongue. Yes. And he was very hairy. Yes. Yeah, he was very hairy, and and junkyard dog. He wore the giant chain around yeah. his neck because yeah, he was I mean, supposed to be like a, I don't know, like like a junkyard dog. Like a
2: junkyard dog.
0: Yeah, he, he wore says, the big giant chain around his neck.
2: Man, I remember both those guys had their moments of popularity. That's what makes us tough because you try and figure usually the somebody who was the champion or would challenge the champion has that popularity on their side. I'm going to go with George the, George the animal. Is that George correct? the
0: animal steel.
2: Yeah, George yeah. the animal That's steel. That's an awesome yeah. name too. That is. All right. And I remember he was crazy. He used to like eat the turnbuckles. Yes. And, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Good he wild, yeah. man. He was wild, man. He was wild. Yeah, let's.
0: Oh, go ahead. The, the junkyard dog. He. This is an interesting question mm-hmm. because both of these guys – Feuded quite a bit with the Macho Man around this same time period, and the Junkyard Dog, as crazy as eating the Turnbuckle is, which is completely insane. <laughs> the Junkyard Dog would get down on all fours in the center yeah. of the ring, and he would headbutt you repeatedly, and, and yeah. like try to knock you out. So they were they were both uh, charismatic uh, wrestlers, to say the least. Yeah. All I, right,
2: I, I could go either direction, but I'll stick with my my guns and go with uh, the, the Turnbuckle Eater. George the Animal (laughs) Steel.
1: Hey, I'd like to think if I was a wrestler, I would eat the turnbuckle.
0: (laughs) You (laughs) want to psych out your opponent? Start eating the ring. (laughs) All right, (laughs) well, eat this. Uh, The answer (laughs) is the wrestler that became the first man to ever kick out of Randy Savage's signature elbow from the top turnbuckle, but was still pinned by savage was george Steele. when savage pulled a roll up using both of his feet on the ropes for leverage and illegal move but he nonetheless defended his title and beat george the animal steel mark gets the point
1: when mark was that a perfect round for you
0: he was three for three in round number two
1: way to keep it tied up buddy this is it's, was it four to four going into the third round? Good job. It's
0: Bedlam. It's Bedlam. Oh. It's Mayhem. It's Mayhem. It's cats and dogs living together in wow.
2: sin. I got to get this first win against Mr. B. This has been crawling under my skin. Mr. B, you got to go down. Hey, there's a You whole bring other- up a good point here and
0: something we've yet to touch base on.
2: I didn't know if you did, so I, I was going to. Hmm. Walk let's clue
0: in, step, in the listeners yeah, the, for those well, of actually, you listening and keeping score at home well <laughs> mark's overall record and no phones thus far is two wins four losses unfortunately all four of those losses have come at the hands of mr b brian blair
2: i hate you i hate you
0: <laughs> mark is a very defeating zero and four against Mr. B. Mr. B a four and three overall record, four wins, three losses, all four of those wins coming <laughs> over by way of Marcus.
2: <laughs> we we got a slant going on here. Yeah. So Perry. Brian
0: can't beat Nick and I can
2: only beat Nick. So and I can't beat Mr. B. I, I have to bring this up to the listeners though if they want to go back to the tape there was one of those victories that i still think is in question but <laughs> but i'm not a poor loser so all i'm not right. going to bring that up all right replay <laughs> oh wait did i just bring that up mm, a little bit all right let's move along here let's move along nothing to see
0: <laughs> all right we enter the third and final round gentlemen mr b everything on the line the score tied 4 to 4 it is your Choice of category.
1: Choose. I'm going to go with. I got to go back to my guns, the Goonies. All right.
0: Back to the Goonies. Here we go. This is a gem of a question. (laughs) I'm going to try to say this man's name correctly. I hope I get it right. John Matuzak played Lotny Fratelli, better known as Sloth. The deformed and abused, but child hearted son of the Fratelli family. Before his acting career, John Matizak was a defensive end in the National Football League. Wow. Wikipedia lists John as how big? Six foot five inches, 250 pounds, or six foot eight inches tall, 280 pounds.
1: Just off the rip, I'll go the ladder. Six foot eight, two fifty. He was a monster, and even if I, yeah, I remember he played football. And I, I, one of the times I was watching the movie, I actually like looked it up, and it's interesting to see like his actual face and what they did to him for the Goonies makeup. But I'm gonna go with six foot eight, two eighty, or whatever. Are you locking that in, Mister B? Oh, I'm locking it
2: in. Locked it in. So let me give my two cents on this. Big I, nobody wants mind. it.
1: Nobody wants it.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, everybody Mark. wants it. Okay, go ahead. So um, <laughs> I think Mr. B is forgetting that everybody, the tallest person besides him in that movie is probably like 5'10". So there's a reason oh. that he looked gigantic compared to everybody else and a 6'8 defensive end back in the 80s. Don't, have hey, been like freak hey, status. You, you Most
0: of the scenes, too, with Sloth take place with him surrounded by children, exactly. child actors. So uh, th- he's going to seem larger than- You guys than are
2: already shooting down my answer. I'm to- shooting it down. Big Nick's well, not. I am personally shooting it down. Yeah, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm going to put you just, in some kind of headlock later. Putting so. my
2: two cents out there. Whatever well, it's worth. It might not be worth two cents, but I'll put it out there. Okay. All right, Big Nick. Let's see what the judge is right. to say about this.
0: Mr. B says that John Manizak oh, is I, I listed.
1: Don't I, I don't know if I locked it in now. I'm, now you guys are making. No, no. <laughs> you, that's why I
0: specifically asked you
2: if you locked it in. It's locked you Judges? It's locked. Roll with, it's locked. with it's it. It's padlocked.
0: All right. He no $5 has dollar Walmart lock. on the ladder, which is, to remind the listeners, six foot, eight inches tall, 280 pounds that's a big Mama Jamma. And that is also the correct answer. Ah! John, what is Six foot eight inches tall, 280
2: pounds. If you guys need me, I'll, I'll be over here well, eating my humble pie. Yeah, go
1: take a bite of it. Cause I remember. Uh, I'm going to go eat that. He, Cause I think the difference. So he was like, again, in terms of even NFL size, was a monster. But he wasn't great in the NFL. Like he wasn't like a dominant yeah. player. But. Obviously it translated where he could play massive dudes in movies. so yeah, hey. I'll, I'll take the point, and Mark, I want to take a bite of take a bite of that pie, buddy it was I'm man.
0: going off of memory nah, nah, nah. here, Doesn't and I believe good. I believe he also played one of the bullies from the uh, Frat Boys in uh, Nerds. I think he he was in multiple uh, movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, he I, was in a lot of movies actually. And you're right, he always played the big guy that's going to tear somebody up because he's eight, six, he's eight, a giant. Yeah, 6'8"
2: 280. That's monster. That's a big man.
0: It's actually a surprise that the WWF never had him you know, being so popular around the same time that they never had him guest in as a wrestler well, plus,
2: plus I mean, one of to these yeah. Matches. Yeah. To
1: even be on an NFL team, you, you clearly have, like, some athletic ability. So, yeah, it's interesting that he didn't ever do that. I mean, and to give you perspective, Shaquille O'Neal was 7'1", 300 pounds in his prime. Yeah. So, I mean, you're kind of in that same realm of height and weight. It's a That's a big dude. Right, I, I probably could give him a run for his money in arm wrestling, but, you know. Hmm.
0: All right, boys and <laughs> girls. Son of Mr. Me. B picks up another quick point there to go ahead by one. And, Mark, you are up next. Choose.
2: So we got everything on the board? Everything's yeah. so, on the board. Cindy let's... Lopper, the
0: Goonies, and the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation.
2: Let's go with
1: look at him trying to get all sciencey. Let's go WWF.
0: All right, back to the (laughs) World Wrestling Federation. Here we go. In nineteen eighty-six, William Refrigerator Perry appeared with what WWF superstar on the hit TV show. The A team. <laughs> was it legendary wrestler JYD, the Junkyard Dog, or Hulk Hogan?
1: Just so you know, Big Nick loves the Junkyard Dog.
0: He's what I love the Junkyard he Dog. Loved I, the junkyard. <laughs> I
1: mean, you can tell he's like, how can yeah. I get Junkyard Dog into this game? Junkyard Dog always. He was
0: a
2: very popular wrestler at the time. He was. He was. I think actually for that reason, I'm going to pick Junkyard Dog. I don't remember. <laughs> I think there was a point in time where I do feel like I remember the Hulk being on the A-team, but I don't think it was with the refrigerator. So I'm going J-Y-D, and also,
0: Junkyard the, Dog.
1: Did the refrigerator Perry also, I think he won a Daytime Emmy for that appearance, didn't he? Am I, am I daytime
0: emmy it was a nighttime show oh i'm
1: sorry nighttime emmy he might have won a grammy then or an oscar i mean he was it was a fantastic performance fantastic. oscars
0: are for movies grammys are for music so this Whatever. is getting really weird Whatever. all right here we go <laughs> in 1986 william the refrigerator perry appeared with what WWF superstar on the hit TV show, the A-Team? And the correct answer is Hulk Hogan. Mm. All right. So we we should point something out here. At the time, not only was Hulk one of the most popular wrestlers, well, the most popular wrestler, but he was also considered one of the top uh, superstars in entertainment around the world. And at the time, he and Mr. T who would have played B. A. Baracus on the A Team were actual real life friends. They were very close for years, and that's why you see the crossover with Mr. T and Hogan into the Rocky movie. Mr. T into the ah. wrestling with Hulk Hogan, and Hulk mm. Hogan with with Mr. T into the A the A Team. So they were they were real life friends at the time. Their, for, their friendship kind of helped
1: them. Make that happen, yeah, and they all—I'm sure they all made some money off all of it.
2: I thought your love of junkyard dog would have put him on that show, Big Nick, (laughs) but obviously it's not strong enough.
0: All right, here we go. Mister B is up by one, but you know who's in control here, Big Nick. Big Nick. Oh yeah. And you know Don't forget that. Always Big Nick.
1: And you know what? I'm going to go sh- I'm I'm ready for it. I'm going to go Cindy Lopper. Let's roll.
0: All right, he's already decided. He's going to go tap into one of two final Cindy Lopper questions. All right, here we go. Cindy was part of which major WWF wrestling event? Yeah, oh, bless America. <laughs> <laughs> You see how these things are all intertwined. Oh, I see what one. you're doing, but you're you're making my head spin. All right. Here we that go. Nice. She was a part of which major WWF wrestling event? Was it WrestleMania 1 or WrestleMania 2?
1: And see this, you're not giving me much background information. Um She had five or four songs in the top five. We know that. And obviously, early 80s wrestling was massive. So they would be smart to plug her into that with her album sales. And the Goonies were popular. Her album was popular. Um, I I don't think it would be one because one would be they're still testing the water. So I'm going to go with WrestleMania 2. Lock it in.
0: All right. And we've already talked about some of the other superstars that were featured uh, from be it from movies or, or what have you, the world of sports in WrestleMania 2. Here we go. Was it WrestleMania 1 or 2? The answer is in March of 1985, Cindy Lopper was the special guest manager for wrestler Wendy Richter, <laughs> who won the WWF women's title at WrestleMania one. Ugh. Wow! On, I did not Cindy. see that coming.
1: No, I I wouldn't have thought she would even have done the first yeah. one because you would have thought it's not popular enough yet to do it. So
2: or she got popular and then they decided the next one. Yeah, wow! Yeah. I thought for sure that right. was a point, Mister Big. Great question, Big Nick. Great, qu- so great question.
0: So keep in mind, we had already had the crossover by this point when Captain Lou Albano played her father in the 1983 video girls just want to have fun WrestleMania 1 took place in 1985 now 1986 mm-hmm. was WrestleMania 2 and it had many more superstars yeah, at WrestleMania 2 Yeah, you didn't, you
1: didn't give me any of those dates so thanks for your Well, you it
0: was from a previous question. It was and I gave you the date of you paid attention. Right. So here we go. Um right, so hang Cindy on. Cindy Lopper to her credit c- contributed in a big way as a bodyguard a manager and a sidekick for WWF wrestlers in the mid 80s and there are many people that say that she should be in the WWF Hall of Fame because she had been in so many of their events at the time wow
1: great question and apparently I need to write down dates and stuff when we're doing questions now cuz big nicks like trying to trick us with his yeah. his little his little fairy magic trickery i
0: had <laughs> no idea that there's knowledge that to pick up as buying. you
1: go Hey, I, I like to learn. I'm always learning. Thank you, Big Nick.
0: All right. Mr. B is up by one point. And let me check here with the judges to make sure I got everything correct.
1: All the judges look angered. Like, they look angered. It
0: looks like we still <laughs> have faces. a question for all of the three categories. So, Mark, choose.
2: Let's go with. I'm going to kick it back to the Goonies. Choose your fate. Let's take the Goonies.
0: All right. He chooses the Goonies, and we're going to stay on topic. (laughs) John Matuzak. Matuzak. I hope I'm saying his name right. Sounds right. Played college football. He's the man that played sloth. Played college football for Fort Dodge Junior College in Iowa, then the University of Missouri, and then the University of Tampa. After college, John was drafted by the Houston Oilers in what round of the NFL draft? <laughs> oh my god. Was it Was it round 1 or round 3? Woohoo! And keep in mind, back then, they actually had more rounds than they have today, which is yeah. completely bizarre because they have like seven rounds today or something.
2: Yeah. So so this is my NFL GM hat going on. I feel like a guy that bounced around at a junior college and then two other colleges probably isn't a first-round caliber. Now, he is 6'8", which we've learned, which is a freak of a
0: size. Way,
1: way to uh, re- reference back your memory. Good job. i am yeah. telling you.
0: How you pick up this yeah. information along the way? But you're, I you're also not, f-
2: I feel like if um, uh, I got I got to go get round three. Just something's telling me round three. It didn't sound like a first round so, pick, unless so he was like the end of the first you're, round. You're
1: telling me Sloth is not a first rounder? That dude.
2: Can- I, I, it hurts me to say it, but I don't think Sloth <laughs> was a first rounder. So let's go round three uh, and locking it in.
0: All right, lock him in on lock him in on what round? Round three. Round three. And and it wasn't very good. That that was that was a little bit of a letdown good. there. A <laughs> little bit of a letdown.
2: Sounded pretty good. All
0: right, Hopefully judges. Answer the answer as as is in. In nineteen seventy-three. This was the nineteen seventy three NFL draft. John Matazak was selected by the Houston Oilers as the number one pick overall in the entire <laughs> draft. Are you yeah. serious? It's the height.
1: Well, he went on. To, he went on to
0: win two Super Bowls. By the way, yeah, he it really. He,
1: he didn't have a terrible career, but he didn't have a fantastic career.
0: So uh, he, he, there was never any problem with his play or his ability. Um, the the no, the man unfortunately had a oh, drug and alcohol problem, yeah. uh, and he was. And they always say he was built more to between the ears anyway to be a slough. act to be an an actor <laughs> to be an entertainer. Rather than a sports superstar, yeah. uh, because he would he partied it up all week long. They they say the man didn't have to put any effort into being really good at football because he was naturally gifted and he had the, the skill set and the body size for it. Uh, so he, I think he played for like four or five different teams, but yeah, he picked up two Super Bowl victories along the way and and started Damn. for the majority of his career.
1: So he was, he was, um, he, was the, he was the number one pick.
0: Number one overall pick in the 1973 wow. NFL draft. And a lot of people will remember him uh, mostly for in his NFL career anyway, for playing with the Oakland Raiders. Couldn't you picture that big oh, yeah. monster oh, yeah. of a yeah. man in, in the black and silver?
2: Wow. Oh, yeah. The, well, and, nothing says a uh, party animal like sloth. so yeah.
0: Which goes along with him wearing the bandana and the, dancing yeah. on the pirate ship at the end of the Goonies, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mark that makes sense. See, Mark,
1: I I thought your answer was solid. I wouldn't have guessed that, but I apparently didn't didn't know my uh, football history. So
2: well, and I should have. It, this, that that's some freakish size. Yeah. If he'd have been six five, it's probably different. But yeah, that's yeah. Well, Monster. that's all right. Still got I, I got a slim chance here. Well, there are only
0: two questions left. I can so, tie it up if uh, you can choose between. Right. Our two categories remaining are Cindy Lopper and the WWF Mr. B. Brian Blair. Choose.
1: Mark, pick pick your fate. And tell me which one to
2: take. Cindy Lopper. There we go. See <laughs> so you get loppered. Cindy Lopper.
0: All right, here we go. <laughs> Brian is up by one point. This is a very critical moment in today's No Phones trifecta. The
1: crowd goes deathly silent.
0: Here we go. You can hear a pin drop. <laughs> Shut up. I said you can hear a pin drop. All right. The question is, Cindy Lauper's hit single, Good Enough, or The Goonies Are Good Enough, was an epic music video. In fact, the iconic movie director and producer, Steven Spielberg, makes a cameo appearance in the music video. The music video also featured appearances by what legendary WWF superstars? Was it Andre the Giant or Hulk Hogan? Wow.
1: Man. And see, they both were popular at the same time, but I, I, I'm I, going to go with my gut off the rip. Hulk Hogan, lock it in.
0: Lock him in on Hulk Hogan he says I need to pour my choice? beer and I also need to sort through these papers to find the answer. <laughs> it's, it's so here Hulk we go. Hogan,
1: so just go ahead and lock it in.
0: Here we go, pouring the beer. <laughs> Searching for the paper.
2: Judges, take your time. All oh, the judges are all over the place. They don't even know the what
0: Judges time. are very upset with the host at the moment. I've been docked $10 from tonight's pay. All right. Head? Yeah. <laughs> The music video, The Goonies Are Good Enough or Good Enough, featured several WWF characters, which included Captain Lou Albano. (laughs) Apparently, I'm the only person that's ever heard of this man. Roddy, uh, sorry, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Wendy Richter, The Fabulous Moolah, The Iron Sheik, Nikola, Nikola Volkov, Freddie Blassie, and... Andre the Giant. Oh! Hulk Hogan was not in the music video. He was already ah. too
1: famous to even be in that movie. I would have like, gone
0: or, uh, Hulk
2: Hogan too. Yeah. That's uh, two Cindy Lopper questions I thought you had. I got loppered.
0: You, got, Lopper. mean, you got, got loppered again. You did. You did. <laughs> hey, you Which leaves the door open, as the door they say. Wide, wide open. In no wide phone open. speak, they say you have left the door open. And ladies and gentlemen, yes. There is a tiebreaker question. I've just been informed by the judges that they have prepared a tiebreaker question. If in fact, Mark gets the next question right to
2: tie it up at no, no, pressure. no
0: pressure, five points apiece. Here we go.
2: Those are one question left. There's, There's one
0: gap. question left this in the third it. and final round. You get it right, Mark. You tie, and we go to the tiebreaker. You get it wrong, you get nothing. You get nothing. We notify your family that you're a moron. (laughs) And you will then be zero in five. You will remain. No pressure. That's the hurt. You will remain an Ofer.
1: This is your Super Bowl.
0: (laughs) I will ask your mother, how does it feel to to know that you gave birth to an Ofer? (laughs) An Ofer? An Ofer. This is amazing. A man that is zero- and a million in life.
2: <laughs> Cindy Lopper's been putting in work for me tonight. I can't let it go for nothing. So let's do
0: this. There's only one category, one question remaining, and it comes from the WWF, the World
1: nice try, Mark.
0: Wrestling Federation. Let's do Here it. we go. This is for all the Marvels, as they say. Yes, it is. Following the success of WrestleMania 1 in 1985, a second WrestleMania was scheduled for. 1986. Wrestlemania would become the World Wrestling Federation's flagship event. It is held annually between mid-March to mid-April. This led to inspire three more annual live and pay-per-view major events for the WWF and WWE brand. In 1987, for the very first time, the WWF rolled out and launched what new annual event was it the Royal Rumble or the Survivor Series?
2: <laughs> hmm, that's a tough question, but I am almost positive that I know the answer to Ooh, it. Oh,
1: he's feeling so I actually strong. went to
2: a WWF event in Ohio when I was a kid.
0: That maybe this was a
2: touch before then.
0: But 1987, this event was rolled out for also the first time. I still
2: remember going to the arcades and playing the old school WWF arcade game. And Which it's hard Royal to decipher Rumble. real life
0: from arcade games. We understand. <laughs> they had
2: Royal Rumble as a mode in the arcade game. I do not remember Survivor Series being in that arcade game. So I'm going to go Royal Rumble, lock it in. I'm riding with it.
1: Oh, he feels strong about it. <sighs>
0: Lock him in on the Royalist of Rumbles. Here we go. WrestleMania would eventually be described as the Super Bowl of sports entertainment. In 1987, for the very first time, the WWF hosted the Survivor Series. (laughs) (laughs) The Survivor Series was originally created to be a Thanksgiving tradition. As the first eight Survivor Series events took place on either Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving Eve, the Royal Rumble and SummerSlam started the following year in 1988. These are considered to be the WWF's Big Four. So that's their Big Four of the year and have remained All so right. since the late eighties. Mark, I want to, I want to throw something out bitter. here. Hold on, hold
2: on. I got to say something real quick. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm not bitter. I hate you both. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm just <laughs> going to go off and go do something that's not completely insane. <laughs> Man, my life. I need to really think about it. <laughs> oh, and five.
0: You really threw me stuff? for a curveball there, Mark, because I'm going off of memory here, but I think the first Survivor Series was in ohio i think it was like <laughs> i think it was like in the cleveland area i'm like yeah. oh my god he he not only does he know the answer he went to the uh, first one the first he was one. at the event <laughs> and then you started saying well i don't know i remember playing an arcade game i'm like well you don't remember real life experiences or video games it's very uh, difficult
1: mark that, All right. and plus we got that was a long time ago mark you went you went undefeated in the second round and offered the third round tough Tough yeah, tough that's a
2: brain. rough way to go.
1: Rough All way right. to go. So <laughs>
0: officially, boys and girls, yes. Mr. B has won tonight's main event, as they say. But hey, just for fun, because we get a lot of requests for a no phones episode, why not throw out the tiebreaker question? Just Let's for do the it. listeners' Let's sake. Do it for fun. All right. And I'll give Mark the opportunity to answer first. This would have been our tiebreaker question, Mark, had you been more intelligent.
2: (laughs) I feel better if I get this wrong, just by the way. But anyway. That's okay.
0: Your mother is the shame. The shame felt by your family. Okay, (laughs) my bad. All right, here here, here was to be the tiebreaker question. William, the refrigerator Perry's Super Bowl ring size is the largest of any professional football player in the history of the event. While the ring size for the average adult male is between sizes 10 and 12, what size was the refrigerator's (laughs) Super Bowl ring? Who came up with these questions? I don't know. (laughs) These judges are on acid. Is it just a guess? Just a wild guess? You need to throw out a number. The average adult male's ring size is between 10 and 12. The refrigerator, Perry, who is not an average man, has the largest Super Bowl ring size in the history of ever, the NFL ever. What size was his ring? 22. Wow. Ooh, going with the straight of 22. And I was going to say 19. All right. We're going to lock them in just for fun. You both are under Mark. Oh! You are closer. Yes.
2: The answer
0: is. When playing professional football, William Perry was billed at six foot two inches tall, three hundred and thirty-five pounds. When the Chicago Bears won the national championship, his ring size was twenty-five.
1: <laughs> wow. That's like that's like the size of like my ankle. <laughs>
0: Those are some <laughs> cigar insane. fingers, some sausage fingers, as they say.
2: Wow, wow. that's crazy!
1: Hey, hey, great question on that. I love the tiebreaker. Yeah. That was all cool. right.
0: That means Mister B. You are 5-0 against Mark. Mark, you are an 0 against Mr. B. Mr. B, you get the Super Bowl ring. What size would you like? Probably a, a 7, a four, dainty 7,
2: 7.5. Uh, it's at
1: least a 12. Maybe it's 18. I don't know.
0: That concludes tonight's No Phones. And, in fact, the first ever No Phones trifecta. Join us back here on The Big Kid Show. We'll see you next time.
1: See you guys. See ya.